Welcome to Legally Speaking, a podcast from the Utah Attorney General's Office. Here, we will be discussing matters of policy and justice, cases that our office is taking on, hot topics in Utah and in the world. But of course, it will all be done legally speaking. I'm Richard Pye. Welcome to Legally Speaking, the official podcast of the Utah Attorney General's Office. Every year we talk about honoring our veterans, and on this Veterans Day, we want to especially thank all those who served and who are serving now in our our armed forces. And with us is Larry Schmidt, who works with the Attorney General's Office, but he's at the VA Center and handles a lot of veterans affairs, including the Utah at Ease program. So let me just ask you some basic questions, Larry. You, you've served in the Utah National Guard for a, for a long time. Do you feel like our servicemen and women get the feeling that they're appreciated? I think, uh, it's, uh, I think it's based on the personality of the leaders. Um, in Department of Defense-wide, there have been uh, initiatives to uh, combat toxic environments and toxic leadership and on occasion there are uh, leaders that are unfortunately not respectful of their subordinates or uh, uh, don't consider them much and uh, and in the in modern times those folks are identified and folks are able to make you know mention it report it uh, and get back on the back on the uh, straight and narrow the Utah National Guard, like the state of Utah, in my experience, is, is never on the bad end of, of uh, scales. Um, the VA, for example, when the Department of Veterans Affairs was getting lots of bad press, it w- there was an asterisk out there that said, well, except Salt Lake VA uh, and, the, uh, and our hospital. It, it was always high speed. Mm-hmm. The, the Guard, for example, which is Utah's military, I think is the same way. Um, it's, it's, an ex- it's a rare occasion when uh, the uh, members of the Guard feel like they're not loved or not cared for, mm-hmm. but uh, in the Department of Defense, there are pockets of that here and okay. there. But as far as the number of veterans in the state of Utah, we've got quite a few. Uh, we're, we think there are 150,000 veterans in the state of Utah. Okay. Yes. And. Um, there's a lot of things that they don't know about the services they're, that they're entitled to. That is exactly right. Medical care. Right. Um, psychological support, which is medical care, I sure. guess. And then financial support. And then Utah at ease, which our office is spearheading, is legal support. That's right? exactly right. So what, is, what does Utah at ease mean for a veteran? If they, if, they, if they hear that, is that like a peace of mind thing? Pertaining to legal services? Well, we're trying to get there. Um, The at-ease aspect uh, of the name, the program's name, Utah at-ease, I think the at-ease part helps people realize, oh, it's it's about the military. It's about vets. Because at-ease, like attention, is a a, Mm -hmm. a, a command in drill and ceremonies. Um, and, And also, it is one of the benefits, as you suggested, it's one of the benefits that veterans and service members, current service members, are eligible for. And uh, the biggest part of my job turns out to be the biggest part of anybody in the Utah veteran community. And there are a hundred recognized organizations that have something for the vets. We all agree vet outreach, awareness, letting them know what's out there. Uh, 
in the vet community, those in the vet services business like us, um, often uh, suggest it's like having a, like a small bag of gold and you're just looking for the veterans to give them this really cool thing like pro bono legal or the medical or benefits, in some cases cash. Uh, the VA is divided into two. There's the health administration, mm -hmm. which is what you're describing, and there's the benefit administration. And if the health administration uh, determines that you that a veteran has uh, obtained owies, so to speak, injuries mm -hmm. of any kind while on active duty, um, the, the, the veteran simply applies, provides medical information, sworn statements, and at some point, the VA says, yes, in, yes, in fact, that injured shoulder and that bad knee and that foot and all the things that you had while you were on orders, that's our fault. And then they will evaluate, they will rate them. They will weight them and give them a number. And if that number uh, it, it adds up to being this much, not only do the veterans have free health care regarding those injuries for the rest of their lives, they also get free health care for mitigated factors. And if it's high enough, then they get a little cash. They mm -hmm. actually get a disability payment. So if, if there are that many veterans in, in Utah and you're working full-time with others on outreach, yes, are you still having a hard time reaching veterans and letting them know that they're entitled to the, these items? Well, I work, obviously, a, a very close partnership with uh, Utah's Department of Veteran and Military Affairs. Our program uses their database to track. So the, the one of the core missions is to find out who these 150 are. You would think that would be easy. It's, it's really not that easy. Of course, you know, in America, people come and go. They're not bound by our borders. So we, our number is 150,000. Could we name them all? No, not yet. Uh, and so one of our core purposes is to find these folks. Mm -hmm. And the way we do it is to find them, is to find them and then get their record. There's uh, one document that DOD issues that is the centerpiece for all veterans, DD-214. And once we get that, then we try to upload it to our state veterans database. And we we're aiming toward getting them all, identifying, finding them all. Uh, the last number I heard from Department of Veteran Military Affairs is in the 60K, probably, sure. that we've got. So as, um, as important as these benefits are, as, as much as you and I would expect a veteran to say, really, Congress wants to give that to me? Yes, uh, I'm interested. Mm -hmm. uh, closing that gap is, is difficult. We, we don't really have a record on even half of those guys yet. But we're working, we're, DVMA has made great strides. Hmm. Yeah. So with Utah at ease, yes. when, when, you're, when you're talking about that, mm -hmm. pro bono legal services? Yes. Does that encompass someone that wants to talk to someone and just get advice about how to handle something? No, or? it's fortunately, it's broader than that. Okay. Only five states in the U.S. Uh, have a pro bono legal assistance program at the Attorney General's office, Utah and four others. The rest of the states don't, or they rely on their state bars to cover that, or they rely on somebody else. Uh, when you think of a veteran, you I first think that it's VA, it's the Fed that should give them everything. Right. But legal services don't happen at the Fed. There are lawyers at the VA that work for the VA. Uh, but uh, legal services for veterans is just not contemplated as a benefit. So the, I work closely with the VA because they need people that can provide lawyers. Mm -hmm. So the law schools, both law schools, uh, support, the, support the VA. Uh, and, uh, and 
Our program is four years old now. We've developed a very close working relationship with the Veterans Administration, and they hold monthly legal clinics where you can come and talk to somebody, as you're describing. But our program, uh, above uh, more than any of the five programs, AG-sponsored programs in the, in the U.S., our program gets them more than just a 15-minute you know, consultation. Um, in our program, the, once I could find this person and make them aware, I'm doing a lot of vet outreach on a regular basis, then those folks come to me and say, well, yes, I actually do have uh, need some legal assistance. Can you help me? Every member of that 100-plus vet community is aware of my program because we, we meet monthly. And they're helping their folks with education benefits or employment benefits or whatever they do. And if they discover that that veteran also needs some legal assistance, I know a guy. Mm -hmm. And they send them to us here at Utah Ease. Okay. So I've got a lot of folks referring this way. And then I, I go out and get them myself. But once they come uh, and provide very minimum information, I don't need much. I do need that DD-214. Mm -hmm. Get it loaded in the database. And I reach out to our 60-plus current volunteer attorneys who wants this person. Right. Who's, who can take this? Who can help this person with their immigration? Who can do this trust? Who can help this person with consumer fraud, predator right. lending? And they get lawyers. Does that, does that include any kind of criminal defense? This program uh, it was a partnership created in 18, and there were three parties. AG, Sean Reyes, uh, and then there was the DVMA, and there, which is Veteran Military Affairs, and then the Utah State Bar. The, the supply, the lawyers. Mm -hmm. And the Utah State Bar said, I like this, we love this, we will endorse your program, uh, but we're not going to do criminal, we're not going to do domestic, okay. we're not going to do personal injury. Um, there are other folks that do that. Okay. So it is purely civil, uh, and then, but it's many aspects of civil. What we end up doing mostly is um, uh, we do uh, landlord-tenant People are having, you know, we have a housing problem everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes these veterans have disabilities. Sometimes these veterans have, have helper animals, dogs primarily. Sometimes landlords say no dogs, not mm -hmm. understanding the law. And, uh, you know, a lawyer with letterhead needs to reach out to landlord and fix that. Plus wills and trusts and immigration. Big, yeah. big part of what we do. You have a lot of success stories, would you say? I think we have, uh, yes, we have a few. Uh, because of that outreach, there is, uh, I, and I'm nowhere near re reaching out to all 150 in Utah. The program doesn't require you to be a Utah resident, but it requires your legal, legal issue to be before a Utah court. Mm -hmm. right? We have to have jurisdiction of it. Uh, so uh, if, if a vet lives in Colorado, but he's got a dispute with a landlord in Utah, for example, yes, come on down. Mm -hmm. But if it's if it's a legal action outside of the states, not so much. But our, uh, so we're, uh, I would love to be at the point where all 150,000 vets are aware, uh, aware of our program and we're getting close, closer, uh, but not yet. Our success stories include, uh, well, we've had we've had veterans. We've had uh, one of our uh, one of uh, my I'll call it our program's prized volunteers is, a, is an uh, immigration firm here in uh, town. The owner, the principal, is also adjunct faculty at the U Law School. And uh, she's very, uh, very open, very helpful 
when we have uh, immigration issues, and she takes them without question. Mm. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, immigration's federal. It takes a long time. Um, but she's, she donates all that time and takes care. So she's taking care of several vets because veterans, um, more than the average Utah uh, resident, you know, they serve in Germany, they serve in Korea, they serve in Japan, they serve everywhere else, and often they have uh, spouses and family that need immigration help. And then among our 60 plus volunteers, we have five or six that are real, besides her, that are real rock stars. They're the solid ones. You know, some um, members of the bar have a, have a, a, a duty to do some pro bono. Pro bono in America typically means, of course it means free, but it's free. for those that can't afford it. Right. Access to justice is a problem even here in Utah because they can't afford it. The state bar is making great strides to close that gap. But our program is unique from the other four programs in the, in the United States in that our pro bono is because they served. Their service, these veterans' service, is their payment. So veterans, uh, have these services. Society also needs the services. Why do veterans have a special resource? Why is it necessary? And how necessary is it for veterans to have this special resource? The, uh, of course, this isn't the only pro bono legal service in, in Utah. There are other programs. The state bar principally owns that area. So the state bar has a traditional pro bono legal program that is broader than those that served, broader than veterans. And it's basically anybody in Utah who can't afford an attorney mm -hmm. can take advantage of a, a modest means program at the Utah State Bar, which means they're not zero, but modest means. And going to, through the modest means program might mean they might get a newly coined uh, type of legal assistance, low bono, mm -hmm. discounted. And then there are zero means types or very, very low, the traditional recipients of pro bono. So there are programs at the state bar. There are programs at the law school. There are clinics at both law schools, I should say. And there are uh, other entities, some state, some private, are, are providing pro bono services, holding clinics, helping folks out, or giving them discounts. There are attorneys in Utah that have banded together. Uh, that, that, that have started programs that um, may result in paid legal services, but a lot of discount or free upfront because they want to do something. I believe that most of our current 60 plus volunteers, these are attorneys, members of the Utah State Bar who said, yes, I'll be one of your guys. Mm -hmm. uh, put my, you know, include me, put me in your contacts, include me, I'll fill out your form. They, I would think, while some of them are veterans themselves, they, by far, most of my attorneys didn't serve. And now they're up and running and they have, you know, they're more established and they're, they're able to provide pro bono. And they're doing it because well, maybe a little guilty right. that they didn't serve themselves. Right. Or their dad was in or their uncle or their mm -hmm. grandmother was in. It's a way of serving even though you didn't serve. It's beautiful when, when back in 2018, when uh, the people who got together and said, let's do this, I think they knew that, there were, that a certain percentage of the Utah State Bar would think, I was looking for a way to do something for my country. Because I, you know, I didn't in the traditional sense. I like this. Mm -hmm. I, I want to do some 
pro bono for veterans. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, uh, virtually everybody recognizes uh, veterans as a pretty good group of folks to help out. Yeah, I agree. All right, Larry, thanks for coming in. I Absolutely. appreciate it. Congratulations on your continued success at the Utah at Ease program. Resources are available for veterans. This is Rich Pyatt from Legally Speaking at the Attorney General's Office. See you next time.